Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. On this podcast, we hold the bone-deep conviction that being resilient as a leader is not just a good idea. It's not just a buzzword. It's absolutely required. I'm J.R. Briggs, your podcast host and founder of Kairos Partnerships, an organization committed to helping equip leaders just like you to thrive in your roles. Now, I know that we are fast approaching Christmas And I hope that this is a wonderful time with family and friends this time of year. Last week, I shared some real talk about failure. So I still have failure on the brain. You know, if you know me well, you know I love failure and I see failure as a treasure trove of learning opportunities. In fact, if you can't learn from failure, you can't be a resilient leader. If you can't learn from failure, you can't be a resilient leader. Well, recently I read Amy Edmondson's new book, Right Kind of Wrong. She's a professor of leadership at the Harvard Business School, and specifically, she is a failure researcher. I mean, what a job, failure researcher. Now, you've heard the phrases, you're not failing. If you're not failing, you're not learning. Or maybe you've heard the phrase, uh, fail fast. Now, these are good, and I have used them before, but Amy Edmondson, in reading her book, helped me realize that they may actually be a little bit incomplete. Her book was really, really helpful. One of my favorite books of the year. She broke things down into smaller components, which were instructive and helped me see that not all failure is created equal. I want to share some of those insights with you briefly and how it's impacted how I view failure. She asked a great question toward the beginning of the book. She said, when do failures occur, occur and why? And she offered four reasons why failure happens. Inattention, making assumptions, overconfidence, and neglect. Let me give those to you again. The four reasons why failure occurs, inattention, making assumptions, overconfidence, and neglect. Now, when I read that, I paused to think about the failures in my own life. And she's right. All of the failures that I've experienced fall into one of those four categories. So leaders, I want to encourage you. Take a moment right now and think back over your life. Think over the last six to 12 months. Think of the ways in which you failed. Can you identify those failures? And can you identify which category each of those failures falls into? Now, Edmondson also created an important distinction about failure. Now, that's what scholars do, right? They make distinctions. This was really, really helpful. She said there's a difference between failures, errors, mistakes, and violations. I, my, my ears were, were, uh, were perked at that point. She said, failure is an outcome that deviates from desired results. Errors, which is synonymous with mistakes, are unintended deviations from pre-specified standards, such as processes, procedures, rules, or policies. And violations are when an individual intentionally deviates from the rules. Let me say all those again, because those are so important. Failure is an outcome that deviates from desired results. That makes sense. But she said errors synonymous with mistakes are unintended deviations from pre-specified standards, such as processes, procedures, rules, or policies. And violations are when an individual intentionally deviates from the rules. I think all of those are incredibly helpful. 
Now that we've talked about the distinctions, I want to dive into the specific types of failure. So now we know that failure is an outcome that deviates from desired results. Edmondson offers that there are three unique kinds of failures. There are intelligent failures, basic failures, and complex failures. An intelligent failure are the good failures. These are the necessary ones for progress. The small and large discoveries that advance science, technology, and many other areas of our lives. This is the work of pioneers. This is the work of leaders. Intelligent failures. We didn't know. We tried it. didn't work. We learned from it. And through a series of ongoing failures, we were able to find the solution. It's kind of like Edison, who said, uh, I did not invent the light bulb uh, initially. I learned several hundred ways how not to invent it. That's intelligent failure, learning each time until he finally invented the light bulb. Basic failures are the most easily uh, understood. They're also the most preventable. These are caused by mistakes and slips that can be avoided with care and access to relevant knowledge. Checklists are just one of the many tools that we can use to reduce basic failures as they occur. Number three are complex failures. Complex failures are the real monsters that live uh, in our work, in our lives, our organizations, and our societies. Complex failures don't have one. They have multiple causes and often include a pinch of bad luck in there too. So the one we all are fully aware of, the pandemic introduced us to a whole bunch of complex failures. It wasn't one factor. It was multiple factors and causes that lead us to all sorts of things like health and the economy and supply chain issues and fill in the blank. These are complex failures. Now, when we talk about failure, either intelligent, basic, or complex, we have to explore resilience. And I'm really grateful that Amy Edmondson talked about resilience in her book. She asked, what makes some people more resilient than others? And she found two things. First, people who are resilient are less prone to perfectionism, less likely to hold themselves to unrealistic standards. And number two, she says, resilient people are more positive. She mentioned Carol Dweck's work, on mindset, which we've talked about here, that people often have a positive mindset, a growth mindset. Now, Dr. Jonathan Cohen is an anesthesiologist at the Moffitt Cancer Center in Florida. And he recently tweeted a question. He said, how does it feel when someone points out my error? And he answered, quote, actually pretty good. Just to be clear, it didn't always feel that way. You see, he trained himself to equate someone pointing out his error with Patients are getting safer care. And he committed to overcoming his automatic dislike of being told that he made a mistake, of having someone pointed out a mistake because he disliked creating danger for patients. So anytime someone was, would correct him or point out a mistake or failure that he made, he would say, ah, because of this, patients are getting safer care. Maybe instead of thinking it as a failure, we need to actually reframe some things and think of it as celebrating the pivot. It's not failure because pivoting, you may think, oh, that's just semantics, but words create worlds. Words matter. So if we can reframe that, that can be incredibly important. Now, this is all good and fine, and you might think, okay, but what do we do about this? That's great, all this reframing and differentiating and making distinctions between failure, mistakes, errors, and violations. But 
What do we do with this? How do we reframe this in a way that we can see the value and actually learn from our failures? How do we grow in that learning? Well, Edmondson offers some fascinating ideas and examples. Some we've already talked about on the podcast, but some were brand new. The first one, which I had to, I laughed out loud, quite literally, not LOL, but I audibly laughed when I read this. It said, give failure bonuses. <laughs> Astro Teller who's the head of a radical innovation company at Google, gives failure bonuses to employees who admit a project isn't working, right? We're so afraid to admit failure that we often keep quiet. But he wanted to encourage people speaking up in terms of innovation, of realizing when something isn't working. And he handed out failure bonuses to people who had that courage to say, this is failing and we've got to do something about it. So you can give failure bonuses. Number two, you can host failure parties. W. Lee Thompson, who was then a chief scientific officer at the pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly, hosted failure parties back in the 1990s. His goal was to honor the thoughtful risks that are necessary to advance science. Thompson, in what he was doing, would hold these parties and say, hey, we've got to celebrate this. Now, you may think that's cheesy or that's too intense or too much, but in a place like a pharmaceutical company where you experience failure all the time, it can be demoralizing. He wanted to raise the bar to say it's only through failure that we actually can grow, thus creating environments for intelligent failures to occur for learning to happen. You can also hold after-action reviews to say what worked and what didn't. Why didn't it work? These are some good things as well. You can hold a pre-mortem exercise, which we talked about just a few episodes ago on this podcast. Not a post-mortem, but a pre-mortem of saying, if this is going to fail, how would it fail and what can we do about it now? And finally, you can journal your failures. List out, have a failure journal. I know that sounds intense, but list down the failures, put the date there, and then what you can learn from them or what you already learned from them and how it can help you in the future. Well, as we end this podcast, we wanted to let you know that this will be the last episode of 2023. We're going to take next week off and then kick it back up again in the new year. We hope that you get a chance to rest sometime between Christmas and New Year, and we look forward to seeing you on the other side of 2024. Well, this podcast episode, as always, is produced by Joel and Bowen at On a Limb Productions, who produces all of the episodes of the Resilient Leaders podcast. If you have video or podcast production needs, Joel is your man. He helps you tell your story in clear and compelling ways. You can visit his website at onalimproductions.com, or you can visit the show notes of this episode to learn more. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning, yes, even from failure. Remember, failure can be a gift if we can see it as such. We can learn from failures, grow from them, and in the process, become more resilient. Have a great week, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.